This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. A week ago, we were all transfixed by Maxime Bernier's open rebellion against the federal conservatives. He said the party was overtaken by people who are not real conservatives. He talked about corruption. And a week ago, Thursday, he said he intended to start a party of his own. And we have not exactly seen a groundswell of support. He's been tweeting pictures from the lake where he is on holiday, but he says he still intends to file the papers necessary to get a new party ready for the next election. Meanwhile, 92 of 96 MPs responding to a Globe and Mail survey said they would not join the proposed party. So does this have any legs? Is it dead in the water? Let's go to Ashton Arsenault of Crestview Strategy. Hi, Ashton. Hey, Libby. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. So what is your take on this? You know, I actually chuckled this morning reading about the survey you just mentioned because my first thought was, of course, conservative MPs don't want to join Maxime Bernier. I assume most conservative MPs want to be reelected, and if they join Max Bernier, that won't happen. So, as far as we know right now, Bernier has little, little to no infrastructure for a new party, little to no financial resources to operate what would even remotely resemble a party, and virtually zero interest from established conservatives in Canada. So, you mentioned the convention last week. Well, I was at that convention, as were, as were 3,000 other United Tories, and Bernier's stunt last Thursday barely registered on the radar. Um, what we saw in Halifax was the Conservative Party come out fully united behind its leader, Andrew Scheer. And as my colleague uh, put it on the day of, it was the equivalent of the Belinda Stronic moment for Stephen Harper, but at least somebody was willing to take Belinda in. Yeah. Uh, so, Andrew Scheer, not really an exciting leader, let's say. Fair, is that fair criticism? I don't think that is a fair criticism. He gave a fantastic speech. Uh, on the Saturday evening before the convention closed down, uh, and it was a speech filled with vision. Um, look, the party has a clear direction. They're always going to stand up for balanced budgets and low taxes, for secure borders and planned and lawful immigration, and for a strong Canadian identity, and, and first and foremost, for a free, tra- free trade. Okay, so there is a constituency, though, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, for, uh, I guess, uh, Bernier is more of a libertarian, but uh, there is a, what most of us would consider a further right constituency, uh, perhaps a social conservative uh, constituency for tighter controls on immigration, uh, for, you know, he wants to end supply management completely, more of a, you know, libertarian free market thing. It, it, is there a chance that the electorate will latch on to some of Bernier's ideas and that come the next election it could split the conservative vote? Is that a threat? 
I don't think it is a threat. Look, since losing the leadership, uh, Bernier has repeatedly demonstrated that he's more interested in advancing his personal profile than advancing conservative principles. Right out of the gate, that's not a con- very conservative thing to do. He's decided that he himself personally is more important than his conservative colleagues, and indeed the party. Basically, he's traded in an opportunity to influence conservative policy in government for his own personal vanity project. Look, the irony there, of course, is that Max Bernier has no personal ambition. Uh, there's only a lack of judgment, uh, as you mentioned. What do you uh, mean he league. has no personal ambition? He has no personal ambition. If he actually wanted to get things done through a conservative lens that he holds, he would have had a far better opportunity to do so in a united conservative party, potentially as a cabinet minister. Uh, as it stands right now, Maxime Bernier and his party of one have no chance at having any sort of electoral clout as we lead into 2019. I want to give the numbers out again. I'd like to hear from people. You know, it's interesting. Uh, we had a free-for-all Friday, and there were people calling us who said they liked Maxime Bernier. They liked some of the things he was talking about. Uh, would they want to sign on to anything that he is offering? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. You know, the thing that I was wondering, watching him up there at that news conference that was kind of stealing the thunder at that moment from the con- convention in Halifax, He's, I, I was thinking, well, you know, it probably feels good for him to be doing this, but is he ruining the day? Is he at the lake regretting this, Ashton? Yeah, look, obviously his timing uh, for his announcement was rather strategic. He meant to take a little bit of thunder away from the convention, but the reality is he failed horribly. Uh, it was a discussion on the convention floor for approximately 15 minutes, and then everybody moved on to be a United Conservative Party. Uh, and just going back to my previous point on personal ambition, not too many people I know uh, would announce that they're going to start a brand new federal uh, party and then go on vacation for a couple of weeks by a lake. Just saying. Well, yeah, and I don't think too many people would announce that without having a, a few supporters in the background. Exactly. The fact that he was standing there on his own was kind of telling. That gives a good indication into the Max Bernier psyche. Uh, He's in it for himself, and I think he'll find out sooner rather than later that he's made a horrible decision, and uh, he will be uh, a party of one for the near future. Okay, let's take a call from Bill in Toronto. Hi, Bill. Hi. I couldn't disagree more with your uh, guest. Okay. Uh, I'm a card-carrying conservative. I voted uh, in the leadership, and Bernier was my first, Kelly Leach was the second, and Scheer was the third. Watching this dairy cartel thing and the way they bought and owned Andrew Scheer, uh, absolutely disgusting. And what Max Bernier says, I thoroughly agree with. Look at NAFTA, what's going on now. He predicted that. He saw that coming. And as far as the diversity thing, he's saying what the average Canadian thinks. Uh, it's, a, it's a concerted effort by the mainstream media to demonize this man. I've got a feeling you're going to see more conservatives unite behind this guy, and I don't care if it puts Trudeau in again. It's time to stand for something. Okay, Bill, I'm going to let Ashton respond. Thanks for that. This guy, and I don't... Sorry. No, well, I would, yeah, look, Libby, I would just say to that that the, the dairy issue and the supply management issue is one of many issues that currently consume federal politics. Conservative Party has been fairly clear on their direction with, with respect to that. He mentioned trade. 
Uh, trade is much larger than just one singular issue, as we've seen in the last couple of days with developments in Mexico. We've got auto tariffs on the table. We have de minimis to worry about. At the end of the day, the supply management will be a, a smaller item in an otherwise very robust deal uh, should the government be able to get it done. With respect to support for Maxime Bernier, I, look, I, I make no bones about the fact that there probably are individual conservative members out there that certainly voted for Max, but also are supportive of his ideas. But right now, those ideas are thin. He is a single to maybe dual issue candidate with nobody else supporting or backing his views. I just don't see how we can put together a team, let alone the financial resources or the star power, to have any sort of clout on the federal stage. He um, apparently, purportedly, is very good at fundraising. He is good at fundraising, and his numbers were actually quite fantastic uh, in the leadership race, but the reality is he had a very large team, and he had a very large team that signed up to assist him under the Conservative Party of Canada banner. That banner is gone. It's not coming back, and I think he, I think he's going to find out very quickly that a lot of the people who wanted to help him came a part of a bigger deal. Okay, let's hear from Anthony in Niagara, another Maxime Bernier supporter. Hi, Anthony. Hi, how are you? Fine. Good. Well, okay, well, today I called up uh, the PC office in Ottawa, and I told him, I said, I'm going to knock off my credit card refuse, and I'm going to go with Maxine, because Mr. Shearer is too nice of a guy, and nothing's going to happen to this country unless we get some tough guy like Mr. Trump. Uh, I just don't like the way the country's going here, you know. Uh, everywhere I go, I get pushed around by these new people, and I don't think it's fair. I've been here all my life. They get everything. We get nothing. He's right. You take down the statues of our first prime minister, and then you go put some guy from, uh, where was he from, from uh, Pakistan out there out west? Come on, guys. Where are we going? That's, 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 not, exactly, that's not exactly how it happened. Anthony, well, it, I'm going to let Ashton uh, respond. I mean, you know, people, uh, there is a constituency, obviously, for Maxime Bernier, though I'm not sure he's that radical. There is a constituency for Maxime Bernier, as I've mentioned, but what is what or who is that constituency voting for right now? There is no party. There is no infrastructure. There is no money. There are no candidates. There are no clearly defined policies outside of what Maxime Bernier has tweeted. And that's the reality we're dealing with right now. Um, do, do you think that social conservatives uh, could find a home there? I mean, I don't think Maxime Bernier is socially conservative in the least, but do you think that they could make bedfellows? Look, um, that is a very organized constituency. Um, as you alluded to, Maxime Bernier has been relatively quiet on that topic. It'll be interesting to see if his, if his policy ideals sort of shift over time to try to bring people into his tent of one. Um, but right now, uh, I think that constituency is probably better represented by another party entity at this time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in Ontario, it was that particular constituency that put Doug Ford over the top. Yeah, look, absolutely. Uh, like I said, they're extremely organized. And oftentimes that's what you get with a constituency that is so consumed with a singular issue. Um, it's why there's so much fervor around the supply management debate, right? Um, for many folks, it's really the only issue that matters to them. And while there is uh, time and there should be allocated time to have a public discourse about this, the reality is the country's facing lar- larger issues than any singular issue uh, that we can speak to of right now. So, um, you know, I, I like having a bit more of a robust debate on all of the issues facing us, not exactly one or two here or there.
Okay, let's hear from Diane here in Toronto. Hello, Diane. Hello. Yes, I just want to say I I believe your guest there is a little naive. Uh, I hope we don't make the same mistake here as they did in the States. Nobody wanted to vote for Trump because he was an idiot, blah, 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 blah. So they said verbally, but they went out and voted for him. And I think you're going to find the same thing with Bernier. There's a lot of support in what he says. Maybe some people don't want to say it verbally, but they will vote for him. Yeah, but That's my but, comment. But yeah, but Donald Trump, we have thanks a lot, Diane. Donald Trump, we have to remember, did go out and win the nomination of a major party, and he then had the apparatus of a major party. Maxime Bernier's got to start it all from scratch, and I think that is the rub. And you know, he lost the leadership, and and we know that story that he claims that it was the dairy lobby that got him out. But hey, uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles in politics, Ashton. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, unfortunately, uh, American politics and Canadian politics are apples and oranges. And Donald Trump came with a ground uh, a groundswell of grassroots support. And it's only because he was able to secure the Republican Party nomination that he even had a chance of getting into the Oval Office. Uh, I'll just go back to what I said. Uh, Maxime Bernier right now has no candidates and no infrastructure. He doesn't even have a name for a party. So if he wants to field 338 candidates across the country, he has an awful lot of work to do. Okay. Uh, We only have uh, less than a minute left. Uh, You know, uh, you were at the convention. What do you think the Conservatives really have for them going forward to try to take on Trudeau? Unity. It was refreshing to see everybody coalesce uh, around the leader, um, but also the party grassroots as well. I think, if anything... The Maxime Bernier announcement uh, only emboldened grassroots conservatives who actually want to put the work in on the ground, fundraise, and knock on doors for their local representatives as we inch towards 2019. We've got a party infrastructure that is violently strong. We're out fundraising our main competitor, the Liberal Party, by two to one. Uh, And I think it's cause for optimism. And frankly, um, the Liberals should have a bit of concern because based on what we all saw coming out of the convention, there's going to be a fight. Okay, uh, we are running out of time on that. I see there's another caller on the screen. Sorry, we can't take it. Uh, remember, Free For All Friday is coming up. Ashton Arsenault, thank you so much for your perspective, and thank you callers who uh, disagree. Obviously, there is something out there. So, Thanks for having me, Libby. Okay. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.